Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sports Gazette Rugby Podcast. We are here after a week's break uh, where I certainly enjoyed some uh, Gallagher Premiership action with Wasps actually winning a game. And as ever, I am joined by Michael Jordan, the Irish Manchester United fan who has suddenly become very chipper What's that about right? sport again. Yeah, it's all sun shining again. It's a lot. Life's getting back on track. <laughs> it is. It is. And, and one of the reasons that Michael's life is getting back on track is the fact that in round two, um, Ireland beat Scotland at Murrayfield, which is a very impressive result, I think. Um, it wasn't the best game of rugby I've ever seen. But a 22-13 win, that should definitely not be sniffed at. Absolutely not. We, we've spoken about how difficult the place Murrayfield is to go. and It was extremely important for us to go there. And I think that the, the win was more important than the performance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in an ideal world, you would like both. And in an ideal world, with I think it was two tries within the first half an hour, I, I'm not going to lie, I was starting to think bonus point win, which is something that which we many to gather, gather a few of if we were to mount any sort of real late challenge in this championship. But I mean, going to Murrayfield, getting the win, um, that was the most important thing moving forward. And defensively, I thought we were very good. Yeah. Uh, as you say, it wasn't the best, the best game of rugby, um, but chances were taken when they were there. And I think we kind of went to Scotland and did a, did a reasonable job. I think they did a job on Scotland, to be honest. I think Scotland were exposed. Um, they didn't have a plan B. Um, which has happened before, um, even even before Gregor Townsend got the job, that happened before they have been beaten by England, and you know you've just you've just stopped them at source, and and teams have scored tries. I think we got a glimpse into the future of Irish rugby when Joey Carberry came on, mm. um, and showing that if heaven forbid something happens to Johnny Sex in the World Cup, I think Ireland will be in, in safe hands. I think he's a cracking player. This, in a, in a strange sense, could be a good thing. Mm. Um, Johnny Saxon, who played very, very well before he went off, forced off with an injury. Um, great, great layoff for uh, Stockdale's try as well. It took, it took a little bit of time, I feel, when Carberry came on for the, the game, for Ireland to gain some sort of momentum again, um, just for the kind of fluidity in the play. But come the second half, I feel Carberry was starting to really get a foothold in the game. And Carberry's a fantastic player. Um, and it, it's, it's providing him with a real opportunity now, obviously, He's kind of in Saxon's shadow a little bit whenever Saxon's out there, obviously. But moving forward with the rest of the competition and towards the World Cup, having that familiarity with Carberry and the team, I think, is a positive for Ireland and one which I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be fearful of, to be honest with you. I'm going to come more on to this in our preview of the game, of Scotland's game this weekend against France. It was a bad day for them in more ways than one, obviously, the number of injuries they picked up. It was a very physical game, which I think surprised me. I thought it was going to be quite open, but... Mm. I think Ireland did come to do a job, as we said, and you mentioned the bonus points. I'm not sure that was in their mind. I think they were no. just, we just, we've got to win this. After losing at home, we've just got to win. Doesn't matter. I think Ireland would have been quite happy to have gone off with a nine-six win there. Mm-hmm. And well, I think that was evident um, come the come the last fifteen twenty minutes. Whenever you saw kind of which way Ireland went in the game, it was more more a case of game management and seeing out the victory. That we didn't really. There was no real urge. I saw to, to push for for that final try and to be honest I, I can completely understand that as you say mm-hmm. off the back of a defeat and the manner of defeat to the particular opposition that we lost to <laughs> when, when, you, when you add all those factors into one the next game is so vitally important to bounce back from um, we spoke about it earlier how a lot of these Irish players haven't had to have that experience before and 
and that's a good thing. But whilst you, you don't want to lose a game, and especially you don't want to lose a game at home in England, mm. it's it's a good experience to have. And we've we've came out with that, um, we've passed that test with flying colours. So moving forward, I think whilst the bonus point was would be absolutely ideal, you have to be happy with with a victory at, at Scotland. Good uh, psychological win for the World Cup as well. Obviously, Ireland and Scotland in the same group, mm. and. Um, I believe that's Ireland's first game as well. I might need to check that one. But I think Ireland-Scotland is on the first weekend. So uh, I think that's a big psychological win. Uh, those sort of wins can definitely uh, transfer forward to the World Cup. Um, Quick word on Finn Russell's. Yes, that was, that was outrageous. Um, the bloke in full flow is unbelievable. Uh, his cutout pass virtually on his own line against England last year when Scotland beat England was just genius. Right. And... Um, uh, there are not many players I'd take out the Scotland team to play for England. Um, <laughs> and it's a bold call with Owen Farrell, but I reckon you could play Russell at 10, Farrell at 12, and I reckon you'd have, uh, you'd have one hell of a team. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's a massive blow for Scotland. Uh, Duncan Weir's a handy player at Worcester. Um, I saw him play last Saturday against Quinns. Uh, you know, he set up some nice tries, but... Uh, he's going to be facing a, even, even the French are going to have a far better defence than Harlequins <laughs> produced last Saturday I can certainly, certainly assure you of that so um, yeah it, that's, there's a hammer blow and, and I think we're, we're leading the Stuart Holt fan club as well Absolutely. so um, uh, let's move on to uh, Italy-Wales which was quite uneventful to be honest um, not a great game either um, but it was worse than Scotland-Ireland uh, but Wales won uh, which at half time if Italy can find a decent goal kicker, Italy would have been in front at half-time. Uh, they missed three ki kicks off the tee, um, which, as we saw in the France-Wales game, is something you, you can't afford to do. Um, Wales made ten changes uh, for this match. Obviously, there's, apparently there's a game in Cardiff this Saturday. Um, I'm, I'm sure we might have to mention that at some point later on. But ten changes is always a bit risky, I find. Yeah, it's... It, it gives players who maybe haven't played as much recently a chance to get out there and get minutes under their belt, especially in a World Cup years. And it's it's gonna it's gonna take some time for them, the fluidity to be big, mm -hmm. to get back in that team. But Wheels, we're yet to see Wheels play anywhere near what, what we expect. Ten changes or not, you expect Wheels to play better than, than what they performed in Italy. And we'll we'll talk about it later on. I'm sure I can't see Wheels performing like they have done. And they've won two games so far too but against an England side especially an England side in this form in Cardiff Wales I expect them to be a completely diff different animal Sadly I think you're probably right there um, but I would say as well that the scoreboard would have had a bit more of a um, a stronger look about it than 26-15 Wales had a try that was pretty controversially ruled out by the TMO for uh, a, a forward pass that was harsh mm. harsh at best um, in, in fact I thought it was a poor poor decision to, to not award the try um, but I think that would have been harsh on Italy because Italy contributed uh, very much to the game as I mentioned if they could find a decent goal kicker they'd have really been in that game and Conrad shall be delighted because for the second week running they have not fallen away at the end and you um, have to say Italy are, are performing very well well they are they are and it's a shame for them that they've they've got I think we mentioned this in the preview show um, such a bad world cup pull there with mm -hmm. New Zealand and South Africa um, which they're going to get they're going to get beaten by then I'm not going to sit here and say Italy will beat South Africa in the <laughs> World Cup um, but you know it's a shame that they didn't have a one of the more friendly if they'd been in our group along with the likes of France Argentina you could potentially make a case for, for, for Italy to Italy to get out of the pool and I definitely think they're improving and 
They're going to. I think they'll beat France on the last Saturday. Really? I think they'll beat France on the last Saturday. Um, that would be brilliant. It completely dismisses all this prior talk that we touched on in the first podcast yes. of this relegation introduction into the championship. They they have been much better this year, and it's pleasing to see. It is um, because um, they're not going anywhere. Um, since we've done that first podcast, the Six Nations have come out and said they're not going anywhere. Um, so, yeah, I, it's it's good to see, and they've they've got a nice crop of young players. Uh, they are actually missing their best player at the moment. Uh, well, I'm say he's their best player. Um, but that's only because Wasp have just signed him, uh, Miniozzi at fullback, um, who is out for the whole tournament, unfortunately. But um, from from the highlights reel that uh, we put out on on Twitter. <laughs> On Tuesday, when the signing got announced, he looks a hell of a player. So they've got players to come back. They've obviously they're going to lose Parise at some point. I assume that will be after the World Cup. I don't, I don't mm. imagine he'll take his bow at the World Cup and go. But uh, no, definite positives for Italy, and there were still some positives for Wales. Um, Liam Williams is uh, flying at the moment. Um, he's, he was involved in in all Wales's tries, um, and Josh Navidi as well took his opportunity. Very well indeed. So, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, coming up later, we will be previewing that, uh, that small game in Cardiff. So, we are joined uh, by our first guest on the Sports Gazette Rugby podcast. Uh, that is Tom Kaiser, our resident French fan, uh, who was at Twickenham a couple of weeks ago for England's superb, I would say, victory. Um, what did you make of it? Uh, well, I had a great experience at the stadium. Phenomenal game to, to watch for an England fan. Not so much for a French fan, but I thought the French uh, players, the French, the French forwards were actually quite good in the game. Uh, but as soon as England kicked over our um, our backs' head, we had trouble um, in terms of speed to collect the ball and just defensively. Like there's a lot of breakdowns, um, and I'm not sure that we're gonna have those problems fixed for this game against Scotland. So if uh, Scotland obviously identified our weaknesses against England. But we had against England, they're probably going to do the same thing against us this weekend. Did the manner of the defeat being 20-odd points down at half-time, England had a bonus point after half an hour, did, did that surprise you? Uh, well, I think the lead grew so quickly in the game that we were never really in it. And it's got to be tough for the players to, to even believe. Like we had, I think they had no belief that they could win the game. So their heads kind of dropped. And I think we have to give credit to England as well. That played a very good game. And um, I just think France lacks any kind of structure to the team. There are more um, individual players that don't really play very well together yet. Um, so I think it's just a um, combination of poor team uh, structure and England is a much, much better team. I think the beliefs are very interesting points. I didn't think at any point the French guys looked like they thought they could win the game. Even during the national anthem, I thought a few of them didn't look like... Not that they weren't interested, it was just like... oh. We've got to play a game here, and we're probably going to lose to to England. Who, yeah, England played well, but it, I, I I don't know what your take on this is, but I think this is the worst French side in my in my time of watching rugby. I, I really do, and I think Jacques Brunel is under under real pressure. This weekend at home, what do you expect the atmosphere to be like in Paris? Um, do you think people will be behind the team, or do you think it'll be one of those if they go behind that the crowd might turn? Well, the French crowd is known to boo quite quickly if things don't go well. That's in rugby and any other sport. Um, but I think they'll support the team. They know that we're not the best team currently. Um, it should be a sunny afternoon, afternoon in Paris. And I think if we got off to a good start, that's important, just so that people can get behind the team and really cheer them on. Because I think if we're down, I don't know, one or two tries early, 
there might be some booze and there might also be some empty seats I'm not sure on Saturday because against they Wales were in the first game, weren't there's they? a lot yeah. of empty seats uh, which is also showing that rugby maybe is decreasing in popularity in France <coughs> so hopefully it will be a full stadium and, and France can put on a good show for, um, for um, everybody the first half against Wales which France had feels a very long time ago it does it <laughs> really does but how frustrating as a, as a French fan can that be the team that's obviously capable that has players within their side who are capable of performing I mean, Wales didn't get a look in in that entire first half, and then well, we all know what happened in the second half. And we all know what happened at Twickenham. So, as a French fan, how frustrating that cannot be, and is is that what you say? It's down to the structure of the side more so than the talent of the players. It's a good question because I think that, um, I think the talent we have talent. For example, I'm very excited for Dupont, who's going to start this weekend with Entamac, um, and even like you know Girado or Uge. We have good players. But I don't think that's the the problem. I think it's just. In the last couple of years, we've changed coaches quite a lot. We, we don't seem to have any consistency in, in, our, in our play. And um, yeah, it's like, are we driving forward, like using our forwards a lot? Do we want to use quick passing and um, offloads? I don't know. I think we're like kind of doing... I think, I, don't, yeah, I, think, I think you've hit a good point there. I don't think there's a real identity with this team at the moment. They're, they're, against Wales, it was all very flamboyant. And they, they tried... They almost tried to out England England when they came to Twickenham. They tried to play it through the forwards and, and put pressure on the England back three, which completely didn't work. Um, the one player I did want to mention was Penno, the winger. Um, I think he looks a really exciting player. Mm-hmm. He scored the French try, of course. He had his, obviously, moments under the, under the high ball, but he's the sort of player you could maybe build a, a squad around. And I think France do have quite a few younger players coming through. Um, but they don't always get the chance at club level, which is quite frustrating. Given, you know, we've seen news today: Manu Tuolagi is going to be paid a million pounds by Racing to go and play there next season. So, it's a, it's a weird one, French rugby at the moment. That momentum, something that could help is Scotland having a few key missing players. This yeah, this weekend. Well, this is the thing. I think you, you you've got an ideal team to play because Scotland are, are missing their two best players, Finn Russell, um, great pass for the try against Ireland, of course, and Stuart Hogg. Um, I, you know the bookies have got France's favourites. Um, how do you see it going? Well, I think because I was looking at the, the the stats, I think Scotland has not won in France for twenty years. Yeah, so ninety nine. Yeah, that's got to be motivating for well for Scotland as well because you they want to beat us and they've they've um, I think they believe in their chances because let's face it, France is not playing very well at the moment. But at the same time, you said that France in the World Cup shows up usually. If we can win this game against Scotland and you know, create an upset against Ireland, which is probably not going to happen. But if it does, we can have some confidence going into the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can say, one or two good performances and just bring some belief into the team. And also you mentioned Damien Pudot earlier, who I think is very exciting to watch, very dynamic um, with Clermont. And I think that we should, yeah, that's, an, like, that's a good example. We don't really use them how we should be using them. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Pino. I'm really excited for, for um, as I said before, Dupont, because he can not only like distribute the ball well, he, he, he reads the game well, but he can actually tackle as well, <laughs> defensively. So I think that will be nice. And he penetrates, and he's just very dangerous on the ball, and I think he can be the start of a, of a new era for French rugby. Always helps to tackle, I find, which is something, <laughs> something you struggle with against England. Um, but the coach has been under some pressure from senior players. We've seen this from France in other sports down the years as well, uh, uh, often in a World Cup here. Um, this feels to me a really important game for the coach and we, you, know, you mentioned the crowd getting on their back but uh, uh, do you think France will win? Honestly, I believe that we will win 
Um, I think it will be a close game. But I think it will be. I actually think it might be a high-scoring game because mm-hmm. both teams will want to play. Um, France will want to show a good a good game in front of their fans. And I think if we don't win this game, then it's going to be a very very difficult end of the tournament because then we have to go to Ireland, which is probably going to be whatever happens in this game a very difficult game. Um, but yeah, if, if we can win this one, just get some belief into the side. I think that's the key word, belief. I've said that many times <laughs> in the last couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, hopefully um, hopefully we win, and I think we will. Maybe not cover the spread, though, but, which is <laughs> six, but I think we will win. I think this game is very interesting, the fact that both teams have a point to prove. I would have, before these injuries, Stuart Hogg and Russell, I would have probably put Scotland as, as favourites in my eyes. Um, we spoke before about how important it is for Scotland to start going away from home and, and getting some wins on the board. I think with, with the injuries now and with it being on France, I, I probably would agree with you that I'd put France ever so slightly in front, but France can't give rap to two or how many more tries to yeah. the opposition and expect to win. So as, as much that comes into play as well with France, you, you're, you're, kind of, you're kind of a ticking time bomb defensively at times. <laughs> so it'll be, it's a really interesting game. And I think for both teams going forward, momentum you're talking about the world cup as well it's it's important because i think scotland have a bit of a hoodoo to get over away from home they do they've not beaten anyone other than italy away yeah. since since the 1999 game uh, that you mentioned so uh this is a massive game i think for scotland even with their injuries with the the, the mess the french are in at twickenham if france play like that scotland have got to fancy their chances uh, i don't think france will play that badly again um especially not at home i don't think they'd be allowed to at home um, you know, I think there is more pride when they're playing at home. I know it's a bit of a cliche that France don't travel well, but I, th- I think it's I think it's certainly true this stage. Um, I- I'm leaning towards a France win here, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think Scotland that was a damaging defeat against Ireland in more ways than one. The manner of the defeat, I think they got found out, um, and obviously all the injuries. I mean, you take Finn Russell out of any team, they're going to struggle. Stuart Hogg, I think we've mentioned every week so far. Um, Ryan Wilson in the flank is a big miss as well. Um, I fully fit Scotland. I would be confident in backing. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think I would as well. Part of me still kind of wants to back them. Maybe that's just to be different from you too. Well, <laughs> I think France also can they handle an eighty-minute game because yes. we've seen that in terms yes. of fitness, yeah. they're, they're not up for it for an entire game. That, so that actually—that's a very fair point actually, because the top fourteen is such a slog, yeah, and you see a lot of when the French teams play in the European Champions Cup. You do often see Wilt in the last 10-15 minutes and even a team like Toulouse who I've seen play live this season and Toulouse are a very good team but 10-15 minutes to go they were on the ropes and mm. unfortunately Wasps weren't good enough that day to take advantage of it but um, yeah I think I, I think France will do it I, I wouldn't be I think it'll be close I think it's going to be less than seven points for sure um, I think even the six that you mentioned uh, I think even that's a bit tight I, I could see this being a, a two points or a three point win for France but I think they'll do it. I think Scotland's travel sickness might uh, might uh, might come back to them. But uh, we'll finish with you, Tom, with this. Um, would would two wins? So if you win this game and then then beat Italy on the last Saturday, would that would that constitute a successful championship? I think after that first defeat, you cannot put the word success in this in the French <laughs> Six Nation. But, um, especially after the first half, that's just a disappointing thing. Mm. That it started off so well, and. Then um, it went downhill quickly, but I think let's just take one game at a time and, and get one victory on the board before <laughs> we even think about beating Italy because they've shown some good things as well this tournament. They so. have, they have. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you again throughout the tournament. Yeah, thank you very much for having me.
So, the match of round three of the, of the Six Nations and the match potentially of the championship. Italy Ireland? Yes, Italy against <laughs> Ireland in Rome is the one I was focusing on. No, no, there is another game uh, and it will be not under the roof. Uh, delightful news for all England supporters that we won't have to play under the roof again uh, after the 2013 nightmare um, because it is going to be a rare sunny day in Cardiff so uh, let's enjoy it. Rugby's an outdoor sport and let's play outdoors. Um, this is massive. England-Wales is massive um, regardless of how good the teams are, uh, regardless of what's riding on it, but the fact that it's the only two unbeaten sides, it might well decide the destination of the championship. I- I'm sure you will think otherwise, but... It pains me a little bit to say it, but I can't argue with that. Um, I think both teams will be going into this game not only thinking about the championship, thinking about the Grand Slam. Um, Wales may be mm. less so than England, but I think Wales nonetheless. Um, we haven't seen Wales anywhere near their capability so far as we've said and roof open or roof closed I think the atmosphere is going to be outstanding well it, it, it's one hell of a place to watch your rugby I'd, uh, I'd recommend any rugby fan take a trip down to the Millennium Stadium not just for Wales against anybody And I've experienced Cardiff a couple of times and um, yeah, as an English fan you're, you're not well liked um, <laughs> You know, I've been to plenty of football away days where you, you, you don't wear your club colours and Cardiff for England is, is one of them, um, the only one I think in rugby. Um, so it'd be, it'd be an unbelievable atmosphere. I think it could be a cracking game as well, I really do. Don't think there's much in it. I think um, I am not just with bias leaning towards England, um, just because I think England's defence, if it can do what it did in Dublin, uh, I think England will win again. I, I really do. I think they will. I think England have played phenomenally well in Dublin best performance I've seen in a, lot, in a long time yeah. um, easier said than done though I mean yeah. to match that performance uh, with a couple of couple injuries now as well with uh, one of the Vinopolo brothers out Atoje out what do you think about uh, Mako's Mako's tough because I, I think Mako was was playing as certainly the best front rower in the championship in the first two weeks um, if, if if we were picking a Lions team today he'd be straight in it yeah um, and Ben Moon, who is starting, is a decent player. I mean, he is a Premiership winner with the Exeter Chiefs, but he's not in the same league, I don't think, as Mako. Um, I assume Jones has picked Moon over Genge because he thinks Genge can offer more impact from the bench, which I sort of agree with. Um, also, get if, if the Welsh get into Genge, he's got quite a short fuse. And I think that's the one thing that does concern me a little bit about England this weekend is if, if I mean, the Welsh players are going to try and get stuck into a few of them and... You look at someone like a Carl Sinclair, who, 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 who can, or even Owen Farrell for that matter, who can, uh, who can do something stupid when he's under pressure. And obviously the crowd are going to be giving him pelters, especially Farrell. Um, so that's, that's one area I'm a little bit concerned about. Is uh, the difference, the big difference in this game in comparison to the game in Dublin, there's a lot more expectation yes. on this England side now? Yes. I mean, we spoke... There was no expectation going to Dublin. It was, it was hope rather than expectation. Whereas now, I, I don't think England fans expect their side to go there and get a bonus point win or anything similar no. to what they did in Dublin, but there is an expectation there to, to go put on performance. Of well, I, I don't know why, but every time we play Wales, even in Cardiff, there's an expectation England will win. I don't know why that is. It, uh, even last year, I remember going to Scotland away and thinking, well, oh, I think this could be a difficult game and England lost. Obviously, Ireland away is always difficult. Um, but I think it's because England England have a very good recent record against Wales. Wales have not beaten England since the um, 
since the, the dreadful day in 2013 when Wales nicked the championship off our, off our toes at the end, uh, beating England in Cardiff. Obviously, uh, Wales won the World Cup match, but they've not, uh, they've not beaten England in the Six Nations. Um, and Gatland is yet to beat Eddie Jones in international rugby in, in, in any form. So I do think there is a big expectation. I think England can handle it. Whether they will is another matter. Um, uh, I think that we mentioned England's fitness against Ireland. Um, the fact they kept going and were relentless. And I think they're going to have to be that again. I think it's good it's come off a break week. If we'd been straight into this game from a, another game, I think that might have damaged England. Because I think we saw against France that England did take the foot off the gas for the last 20 minutes. If England had kept on the throat of France like they were in the first half, that could have been a really, a really ugly score. You're talking 60 points or something. So they've definitely been keeping something in the tank. Jones released fewer players than usual back to the clubs last week. Um, so they're, they're, they're fully focused and... Uh, ready to do a job but you know Wales raised their game against England they're, that's they're facing the, the best Wales side of all time uh, yes yes <laughs> I think that's uh, according to Mr Eddie Jones I think I think Eddie's playing some mind games there um, <clears throat> again. well I think he said something he didn't say the same thing but he said something similar about the Ireland team before the Irish he did well, this was a World Cup favourites or a, he said they were World Cup favourites yeah. favourites but New Zealand have tried that as well I, I'm not a massive fan of the whole mind games thing I used to, used to hate it when it was in the football you know, sort of Sir Alex and uh, Rafa Benitez going up against each other it used to drive me mad and it was uh, I think look, look it's England Wales it's going to be a massive build up and the fact we've had two weeks to sort of stew all over it has brought all this sort of stuff to the stuff to the fore um, look I think Wales are a really good team um, they're obviously on an unbeaten run but it's one of those that you think well, who have they played? Um, and the last team to beat them was England at Twickenham last year. Um, so, um, obviously, Ireland beat them as well. So, it's, uh, it's a massive game for them. I think we'll know a lot more about Wales after this game. Absolutely. They've had two good wins. Well, they've had two wins. I wouldn't call them good wins, but they have wins. Yeah. Um, it was a gift wrapped win in France. Yeah. I think they were very fortunate. And at the same time, I also think maybe you need a bit of luck to win this championship. Yeah, I think you do. I, I certainly think you do. Um, you, you need the bounce of the ball to go your way. Um, and it has done for Wales so far. But then I guess it has for England as well, obviously, with the, the try in Dublin that was awarded. Um, it's, it, it, we mentioned it as sort of, you mentioned the Grand Slam. I, I think even if Wales win this game, I still, I'm still not convinced they, they will do the Grand Slam. I think if England win this game, they will, with the Italy and Scotland to come at Twickenham. Um, but with Wales still to play Ireland at home, I don't think Ireland will lose again. Well, I would like to think so. <laughs> I, no, I, don't, I don't think they will. I, I, think, I think Dublin was a blip against England, and I, I still think they're the best team in it. It, it, was, a, it was a bit of a reality check. Yeah. Um, and, well, as an Irish fan, I would hope for a Wales win, and then to try and somewhat bring it back into their own hands as much as possible, and the fact that if we can go to Wales and get some sort of win, whether that be a, a bonus point win or not. Have done it, you've done it before on the last Saturday. It, it would be quite the finale. Yeah. Um, who do I think will win this game in Cardiff? I, I've, I've debated it in my head for a, a few days. And I'm <laughs> still not quite sure. My, my head says England, my heart says Wales. You <laughs> might be the, the vice versa of that. I think I'm leaning towards England. Um, I, the, the one thing I was, I looked at, the, obviously the, the England team's been announced. 
And you compare that to the team that won in Cardiff two years ago when England were awful. England were, England were awful for 70 minutes, produced 10 minutes at the end that took the game away from Wales. They didn't deserve to win it, but they did. And there's a lot of players in the team who played that day who will be lining up again. And when you've got that experience of players who have won in a difficult environment, I think you saw that a bit with Ireland against Scotland. Ireland have won at Murrayfield before. A lot of the team have won at Murrayfield before. It just gives you a little bit of a... An edge, I think. So I think England will win. They're not going to get a bonus point. I expect another quick start from England. Well, I think that's huge. I think that's been huge. It's five matches in a row now. England have scored a try in the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it happened against Wales last year at Twickenham. England were 12-0 up in as many minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't score another point, but that that start won the game. Um, Quite the crowd, I think, as well. I I see it going. I think England will start brightly and lead at half-time into the second half. And it's whether their defence can can see the job out under those extreme environmental pressures as you're talking about, the yeah. atmosphere of Cardiff. It'll, yeah. it'll be a really interesting game, and I'm hoping Wales can just about win. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason you are hoping Wales uh, will win this game um, is Ireland are in Rome mm-hmm. um, on Sunday, um, which, of course, they will be looking at as a potential five-pointer. And win this game, and if, if, if Wales were to beat England... All of a sudden, it's no bets off again. It all bets off again for Ireland. It really is. It's yeah. I think we've um, sung Conor O'Shea's Italian side. That we've sung their praises. We have. And I'm saying that we need to go to Italy and get five points. <laughs> I could be saying the same in two weeks' time yeah. when they come to Twickenham. <laughs> well, bonus points could more than likely play a really unless England go to Wales and win. Bonus points could play a really important part in, yeah. in this championship. Um, from an Irish standpoint. I have to look at it and, and think we would have to get five points against Italy, France, potentially potentially Wales. I certainly there. think Italy, Italy away and France are home for sure. Yeah. Um, and then to be honest, by, by the last weekend, it, you, you'll just need what you need by yeah. that point. Um, obviously, we mentioned earlier Wales making changes. Mm. Um, do you see Joe Schmidt rotating or do you think it will be largely a similar team that played against Scotland. We've already mentioned Joey Carberry. I think he'll play this weekend. Joey Carberry will play, yeah. I think... I, I, I would like to see Jordan Larmour um, yeah. playing. I, I'm unsure... We, we spoke earlier about Robbie Henshaw, whether he'd be given another go at fullback. I, I don't personally see that myself. Um, and it depends on how fit Rob Carney is. I think well, he came back against Scotland and he, he, he played well. I think... I mean, there was no other... Romani. I, I'm not sure how many standout performers there really were against yeah. Scotland. Um, but so, so it, I think fitness is important with Rob Carney. Um, and we were forced to make quite a few changes against Scotland. Really. We spoke about the depth of Ireland squad, Quinn Rue playing very well coming in. Yeah. So yeah, I, I expect a few changes. I, I don't expect as many changes as, as Wales did going to Rome. And ultimately, whatever team goes out there, I would fully expect a win. And do I expect five points? I hope for five points. I think Ireland will get five points. I really yeah. do. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, I think I think that they've had their reality check. Um, I think they're building nicely to having a big finish to the championship. To be honest, I think they've got over the Scotland away hurdle. That was the game that was going to trip. If obviously they'd lost that game, this would be virtually wow. a, this would virtually be a dead rubber now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're, we're in a mini crisis from yeah from, from World Cup favourites. Yeah, crisis. they probably would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Italy away, France at home, two nice games, I think, to get to get some points on the board. And then, you know, it's Cardiff and Paddy's weekend. It's, uh, that's, I, I wouldn't, well, England have learnt you don't want to face Ireland in the final weekend just because of uh, when it falls. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, hope, I hope Italy are competitive again. Um, but I, I think Ireland, Ireland will be far too strong. I think it'll be a comfortable Irish win. It'd be very interesting the next podcast we record because it could be England Grand Slam or not or else it could be a three horse race it could well be it could well be I, I still think England might win the championship even if they're losing Cardiff I really do um, mm. unless Wales do the slam mm-hmm. um, which I think is a long shot they could do it because I mean every time Wales beat England it's almost like a day of national celebration so uh, for them so they'll be they'll be so sort of G'd up for if, if they beat England um, but um, fingers crossed, uh, we are sat here in a couple of weeks looking ahead to the fourth round with England having two home games at Twickenham to, to win the Grand Slam. And uh, then, then, you, then you'll enjoy living in this part of the world, I tell you. <laughs> so you're predicting, obviously, England will win? Is yeah, I think England will win. Slight, slight win, or how, how many points do you think? Five, I think. I'll take, I'll, uh, to be honest, at this stage, I'll take one. <laughs> of course, yeah. Well, yeah, around five would fit in. I'm picturing Wales pushing towards the end for, for that try to get the win. That's would be horrible. That's what I mean, wouldn't that's it? That'd be awful, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I'm going to say Wales will win for Wales. Do, do I believe it? I'm not 100% sure of myself. But um, I'll say Wales win. And I think we're both in agreement on Italy against Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to recap from earlier, I'm with France for the France-Scotland game. I'm, I'm going to also reluctantly edge with France. Although a fully fit Scotland, I would have... Absolutely. Yes, 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 I think so. Well, that is the end from us. Um, I hope you've, en- hope you've enjoyed listening to us and I hope you enjoy the weekend's rugby. It's going to be pretty good, isn't it? It's going to be very good indeed. And uh, we will speak to you again in a couple of weeks uh, because there's no games next weekend and uh, we'll look ahead to round four. <laughs>